Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Out here, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew, and we are here today in Spicewood, Texas, with Krista Nashmore, Opie's Barbecue. And this has been one that um, I'm surprised she hasn't beat us with a stick for not getting out here <laughs> earlier enough. We, we've really I'm pretty sure it was like Kristen episode one or two where we first talked about, oh yeah, we're, we need to get Opie's on the show, <laughs> and here we are, episode 80-something, and finally, we're finally getting this done. Long overdue. Uh, one of our favorite places, been one of our favorite places to go to for years now. And so we're finally here again. We just ate another great meal at Opie's, a little bit of everything, which we tend to do every time we come here. So let's let's talk about... A little bit more. Yeah, and yeah, that and more. <laughs> Let's let's talk about how this crazy thing got started for you. Um, you bet. What was? Why'd you open a barbecue joint? <laughs> well, when me and Todd were dating, this is over 20 years ago. I was in Houston, he was in Spicewood, and we'd meet, you know, somewhere in the middle or in Spicewood, and we used to travel around. And you know, we were kind of foodies. We'd go to lots of barbecue places, lots of restaurants, and uh, you know, really love barbecue. We cooked a lot of barbecue at home and it was actually Todd's idea. He got the idea, you know, he could start a barbecue restaurant in Spicewood and be successful. And he had the space to do it and he had the resources to do it. So he decided he was going to do it. And I was still in Houston. So Todd actually did this on his own at the beginning. It wasn't until 2001 when we were married that I got involved in this. And some of your experiences out driving around, what, what really inspired you from the places that you were eating at? You know, just the good food, the good people in barbecue. Um, and that's, that's really it. Just it a simpler time in barbecue then. I mean, that was oh, absolutely. way before social it, it, media it, it, became such a big bet. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just like going out and having a good meal. Imagine when like it could be that simple. It still it, can yeah. be that simple. Yeah, it was all about the food and the people. <laughs> a few a few meats and uh, some some very pedestrian sides back then. I think was very pedestrian. Absolutely, yes. And uh, so you you guys started out and and this is the building that you're in now is not where you started. It's same property, but tell same us a property, bit about different kind of the building. Early days. So the early days uh, we opened in '99, and Todd's father owned a little strip center in Spicewood. And he said that Todd could utilize part of that building to open up Opie, so he did. And um, real small place. We had about eight picnic tables in there and very limited menu. We had, we had brisket, sausage, chicken, and ribs, spare ribs. That's it. That was our menu, coleslaw, potato salad, and cobbler. And that was it. And you all were doing direct heat brisket we, at the time? We were. We were doing direct heat. And uh, were you dipping? Fast, fast and high. Fast and, uh, and, fast and, and high. dipping into the sauce or Dipping into that, the yeah. sauce at the serving pit, kind of like Cooper's. And Cooper's was one of our p- favorite places back, you know, a long time ago. And was that, um, you using mesquite back then as well? All mesquite. So that's one of the things that, that Obie's, and we'll, we'll get to that. We've never changed. Yeah, always used mesquite, which is a tricky, tricky wood to cook with. It is, indeed. Yeah, mesquite is, you see it a lot more further west of Texas than here. Uh, you guys may be the farthest east that's actually cooking mesquite full, full on mesquite. There's a couple of places that kind of mix it in here and there, but but if you if you get overpowered with mesquite, you can get kind of just that weird burn. That but bitter. Yeah, it, it can be really bitter. But but you guys do it as well as anyone that we've had it from to where you still you still know that you're eating mesquite cooked barbecue, but but you don't get kind of hit hit in the head with it. Well, it, it was a lot of practice. <laughs> 
so you went from from direct heat in this other place um, what what kind of transpired to make this a bigger business now you you guys like as you mentioned you were still working full-time Outside Me and Todd both had separate, uh, you know, individual careers and never had any intention of running a restaurant. You know, Todd opened it up in 99 and had other people run it and working. And Right, well, when we got married in 2001 and I moved to, to Spicewood, I decided that Opie's need a little bit of work. We had some employees that really weren't taking care of the place. And, you know, Todd was in the medical field. I was in the insurance field. So I decided that I was going to take about six months try to get it back, you know, you know, operating well and maybe change the menu a little bit. And um, after that six months was up, I realized that I really enjoyed it. It, w- it became a passion for me, uh, food and people and uh, the restaurant business, and uh, I never left. And so what, what transpired to make you make the leap into this new building? I mean, it was business growing we, and it, it just was an, an opportunity? We outgrew that small place. Yep. And, and this, that, is, um, this is a, a very large building. So. It is, and it was scary because a lot of restaurants, when they expand, they go under. And, uh, you know, we knew that could happen, and uh, fortunately it didn't. So there's, um, as you, as what you're famous for today and, and some of the things that you're famous for weren't on the menu originally. I'd like to talk about some of those. Sure. I think we legally have to talk about some of them, especially the uh, the tater tot casserole, which we have admitted that we serve an Opie's homage tater tot casserole yeah. when we do our pop-ups in so Houston. So I've heard. Yeah. And so we make I've a tater heard. tot sausage. I know. Yes. You told me tater that. Tater casserole you sausage. Did, yeah. We will bring you some of that, I promise. That's uh, got to taste better than it sounds. It really does. It's, it's, it's a pork sausage. Trust with, me, I questioned it. Yeah, I, <laughs> Every time I have an idea for that, something like that, he's like, oh, God, no. And then I'm like... Just eat it, you know. Just try it, and then some. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes they, they come out really well. Um, so, how did that come about? The tater tot casserole. Yes. Oh yeah. That was all mine. Most of most of the recipes here are either came from my mother or my grandmother, family recipes. The tater tot was all mine. I had it years ago in Houston at a company party, and it was a lot different, but it was called tater tot casserole, and I liked it so much, I decided to try to recreate it. Worked on it for about six months to get it exactly the way I uh, want it, and uh, it instantly became a bestseller of our size. There's a good reason for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a must, and same must thing order. with the corn. Same thing with the corn. That was my grandmother's recipe. The spicy corn. I made it spicy, yeah. And that's that's spicy cream corn. Spicy cream right. corn. Well, and nowadays that is a common thing you see on modern barbecue menus is sides. But back back when you guys first started, that wasn't the case. Sure, it was coleslaw potato salad, and um, you know I I can give myself a little credit for you know starting you know the side revolution in barbecue, really uh, changing it up. I started the butter beans and the corn and the tater tot and the crazy almond slaw, and it, it became an instant. It that. became a hit. Yeah, and, no, uh, it, and it, rightfully it, so. And then we, we kind of were known for our sides and not our meat. And that's when we really had to focus on, you know, our brisket and everything else. And so we changed the meat up a little bit in the way we cook at that point. And that, that led to, uh, we'll kind of circle around some more sides here in a minute. But um, since you brought up the meat, going from direct heat, you know, there, there are people that can do direct heat fairly well, but it's not my preferred style of, of brisket. Right, and then I think there are certain meats that cook better under direct heat sure. than others. You sure. know, brisket is a tough thing to cook under direct heat. Yeah. And quite frankly, our brisket wasn't very good cooking over direct heat. 
And so that, that transition, how did that go? How easy was it? How hard was it to move to cooking and non-direct heat? Well, it, I, when we got the, we, you know, we got different kind of pit. We had the, we have now have the rotisserie pits, and that changed everything. So, um, you know, it became easier. Uh, the mesquite wood, um, it, it, those, the pits that we use really work well with mesquite wood because it doesn't create the bitterness that the direct heat did because we had to wrap them and it really works well with the, the mesquite. So when did the when did the baby backs come into play? The baby backs. So we used to Todd and I used to cook those. That's what we used to cook on the weekends. You know, football games. We used to cook baby back ribs, and we created the sauce. And Todd one day for lunch brought a rack of the baby backs up to Opie's for us to have for lunch. And a customer walked by and grabbed one. Said, "Oh, that's good. Will you make me a rack sometime?" And Todd said, "Sure, I'll make your rack." So he ordered a couple of racks and. Uh, we put it on the menu, and it was a weekend item, and they became so popular, we offer them every day. And the, the glaze that you guys have on there is very mm-hmm. unique. It is. Um, it's a habanero. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a cherry, it's a kind of a sweet. cherry habanero style. It. It's, yeah, it's very good. I, it's some yeah. of my favorite ribs, spare, baby back, St. Louis, no matter what. It's just one of my favorite ribs anywhere, and it's one of those must-order. And that's one of the things that we love so much about Opie's is... Most places are lucky if they get one thing that's their signature item, and you guys have created four, five, six things that are signature to OP. And I think our baby backs probably would be our main signature Th- item for sure. They're definitely a signature yes. item. I, I'll admit I skipped over. You know, and at that time you couldn't find baby back ribs at you know barbecue restaurants. You just couldn't right. find they, them. They're still not served. Yeah, widespread. you're right. I mean, yeah. there, are, there are more than offer them. That it's still and, and offer them the way you guys serve them, the way you guys cook them. There's nobody. And so it's still a must-order item. I'm still looking at a couple. <laughs> sure, he yeah, keeps exactly. looking over yeah. at them. Kinda There's still picking. a couple you, left for later. You're doing what you're yeah, not we, supposed we, to do. I know. I know. We've, we've got a couple more stops today, but I may have to eat those in the car. Yeah. And that pork chop as well. You know, I, I can't eat as much as I'd like to everywhere we go, but I had to get a pork chop today. Yeah, I, we... we on the way here, for like the order kept growing as we're talking on the way to the restaurant. It's oh, we'll get this, and we'll get oh, but we got to get this, and then of course you see everything in the in the display pit when you guys come, you know, with a warning pit where where you guys first come in the door. You see all the meats, and it's just one of those oh, well, the little order that we thought we were going to have just goes out the window. So the the warming pit was that always part of the Opie's experience where you go in and you pick out your meat and always from day one. And that's another really cool experience for a customer to get to see. I mean, obviously, it's reminiscent of Hill Country and Lano, and you know that's sure. that's one of the great parts of the Cooper's experience too. But um, you don't see a lot in barbecue anymore. I mean, you have the meat cutter station and things like that, but to actually get to look in there and be like, I want that pork chop, and I want that you know that half rack of ribs, and it's it's fun. Yeah, what yeah. I really like about the experience is that you you've married both the the West Texas country style, the mesquite. Plus the Central Texas, you know, uh, slow, slow brisket and beef ribs together in one experience. And again, it's very unique. Nobody else does that. But there's one item on the menu that to me is a very Southern item. And it's, I dream about this item. And the it, butter beans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that are for dine-in only. And I, It's I, amazing how many people well, I, dream about the butter beans here. When I was waiting patiently behind the lady for my <laughs> butter beans, she kept scooping and kept scooping. And then I looked, and it was into a large cup. And you had to come over and I, talk I, to her. I, yeah, I did. Because yes. she also had a lid in her hand, yeah. which I noticed. So 
Um, do not take the butter beans to go, please, yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, they're for here, but they're free. And that's they another signature thing here is your regular beans, your butter beans. You've got a huge condiment bar where items are free. But let's let's talk. I, I, I know I've talked to you before about them, but um, the butter beans are, you know, they're not an easy process to make. They're not an easy process to make. And the butter beans I started, I grew up on butter beans. Grandma made them, mom made them. Um, always, always specialty butter beans. And uh, I decided one day at Opie's when we were in the old place just to make one pot for Friday, on a Friday. And everybody went crazy for them. So we designated Friday, butter bean Friday. So we had butter beans every Friday, not pinto beans. We just offered butter beans. And just like the baby backs, they became such a hit, we decided to do them, at that point, Fridays and Sundays. And we're still doing them just weekends. Yeah, and it's, it's a great item. Um, and I don't care if they're sweet little old ladies, but um, you do have to keep an eye on them with their Tupperware They do. Containers. They were bringing in their Tupperware dishes, <laughs> and yeah, and their, and their pots we, and pans. And, uh, every time we talk about it, I laugh, and then I see somebody, and they get busted. So, you know, don't do not do it because you don't want to get banned yeah, from the Yeah, and, you know, and I don't bust the people that are taking, you know, a single bowl. I bust the people that are taking large quantities. Yeah. And that's what, and yeah, it's, that's what it's we a, saw today. Yeah. 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 And well, it's funny watching people trying to steal them out the door. It's, <laughs> yeah. They're that good. Yeah, they, they, they really, really are. And I'm really surprised more places aren't offering those as, as big as they are at Opie's. That's I, they just can't do them as well. well. Somebody like Double Bag Barbecue might have tried to make a batch of butter beans. <laughs> <laughs> like the tater tot casserole? Yes, yes. Yeah, we, we, might have, we might have got the tater tot casserole down our version, but right. not we couldn't get the butter beans down. No, so. and there's no way we could do both because that would just be wrong. Yeah, we, we could just be called Opie's 2. <laughs> <laughs> lesser Opie's, yes. much, much yeah. lesser. Opie's 0.5, how about that? Um, along with some of the sides, you've also got um, a lot of desserts here as well. We do. Um, and those are all made in-house. They are. Um, let's talk about some of your favorites. Well, let's talk about the customer's favorites. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the brownies, always popular. We do a host of different cakes. Uh, they're all popular, but I think probably our most popular is the cobbler's. The pecan yep. And the pecan cobbler, that is, that is, that is one of our newest. items. Yeah. It is, it's becoming one of the most popular cobblers. Blackberry is still the favorite, though. That's good. And if the meats and the sides and the desserts weren't enough, so Opie's has another thing that's signature to them, the best barbecue shirts in Texas. We do, absolutely. Are by far. Yeah. By, by far. We have like, the music, no we have the music inspired. And, and we, we probably And Brian has all of them. Brian has all of them. He does. <laughs> And I wear them quite a bit, but everything yes. from uh, Van Halen to Boston to AC, Iron DC. Maiden, ACDC, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones, um, Kiss, Boston, Kiss, Boston, Boston Kiss, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So like you, Led Zeppelin. You Led can't Zeppelin. go to Opie's and not order literally one of everything that includes merchandise. So <laughs> it's it's a dangerous place to go to. There's one item that we didn't talk about, um, which is the namesake of the restaurant. So for some people, they don't know. Um, where Opie's came from. So, so Opie's, Opie's uh, came from our dog. So our dog was named Opie. He was a, he was a Connie Corso, which is an Italian Mastiff. <laughs> and at the time, Todd opened Opie's in 99. Opie was just a little puppy. He was about six or eight weeks old. And Todd used to bring him down uh, when they were building out the first Opie's. And the puppy would steal the carpenter's tools and really aggravated the carpenters. So the, actually, the people that were doing the work, um, you know, building out, 
named they started calling the place opies because of the dog the puppy and you know when it came time to to name the place it just stuck you know they had been calling opies for months and months and it just stuck and opies came from my favorite wine opus one so that's that was the name of the dog opus one his registered name oh there you go so that's that's a first for me i knew i knew the dog's name but i didn't know where the dog came from <laughs> there we go. Um, so one other topic, if you want to talk about what what is what is, if anything, is next for Opie's? Well, you, we're talking about you know we own all the property right here uh, that we're on, and we're talking about maybe doing Opie's after hours, and you know the trendy barbecue is really hot right now, so maybe do something you know some trendy barbecue, a little different. You know, we're right now we're sticking with our you know, just Texas, classic Texas barbecue here at Opie. So maybe do something a little different. We're thinking about that. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. So but live music would be part of that? Absolutely. Live music, maybe a, maybe a place, oh, maybe gosh, a playscape for the kids, dreams. full bar, get our, you know. Bed and breakfast, yeah, lazy Bri- river. Brian has a dream of being able to listen to live music while he eats barbecue, floating on an inner tube on a lazy river. Shaped like Texas. Shaped like Texas. That's a great idea. And then he can then go to a bed and breakfast that lives on the property. Uh, he's got all sorts got of all crazy out. dreams yeah. of. Hayes County is close. They just, we're, we're getting there. We're living the dream right there. That's it. That's my perfect barbecue dream. Yeah. You really need the actual Edinburgh. Um <clears throat> So one other thing, talking about music, um, there's a gentleman that's been here, I think probably the last five times I've been here at least, um, and plays some great, great music, classic country. Um, I think today he even played um, Grateful Dead. Oh, and he plays Leonard Skinner. Yeah, he'll play, he'll, he'll, he'll play anything. So tell us a little bit about the gentleman. Well, he's been with us. He, he walked in Opie's one day and said, hey, I'd like to play. And... Um, Sure, why not? So he started out on Thursdays, and I have a really funny story about Randy and my employees. This has been about five years ago. He's been he's been playing here for five years. So he played every Thursday, and at the time, I had all my employees were younger. You know, they were probably in their twenties. Well, they just didn't like the music at all. You know, it just wasn't their you know in, in their generation. So when it came time to do the schedule every week. Every one of them would ask for Thursday off, so they didn't have to listen to Randy play. Well, over time, they all grew to love it, appreciate it, and uh, they didn't ask for Thursdays off anymore. But yeah, he's been playing here for five years, and uh, he is really an asset. He's an excellent musician, and he gives you the backstory around the the story, the storytelling. People really, really love that. And it helps set the scene for the whole experience, you know. It really does to you know to sit here on the wood tables with some good West. And he has quite the and, following you know. now. He has groupies that come in, and he <laughs> yeah. absolutely does. That's excellent. So, so speaking of groupies, um, somebody <laughs> else um, married into your family and have now become definitely a part of the Opie's it's experience. A terrible introduction <laughs> segue for <laughs> Seth over here. Speaking of groupies, yeah, speaking of groupies, um, you know, so um, Seth came into your life through Courtney. He um, did. Seth, let's talk a little bit about your time here and learning. You, you, this was not your path. Your path was uh, water management, water resources, I believe. Right. Um, and but, but, Courtney came a calling, or you became a calling for Courtney, and then it turned into your life. And and, I think Seth is a very big part of Opie's now. Absolutely, um, yes. And and it makes the experience, it makes the barbecue what it is. Um, so let's talk a little bit about kind of where you started and how you got into this and some of your early experiences. 
I mean, I started here when I was driving back and forth to San Marcos to school. And, I mean, just doing a little bit of everything, whatever I was told to do. And after working here, I don't know, six months to a year, I'd, I'd guess, um, I decided I liked this more than what school was teaching me. So asked if I could stay here full time, and they allowed it, and never looked back. And you, you were starting out, as you mentioned, just kind of doing a little of this and a little of that. Right. I think one of the stories we hear a lot with pitmasters is that that move, that promotion to pitmaster was somewhat accidental and, and always very quickly. How did that happen with you? Well, I had learned a little bit from other pitmasters that were here, and I was trying to learn how to cook a little. And slowly they kind of had career changes. Then we had another one that had left. And they asked me if I thought I could step up and take charge, and I said, yes, I'll do my best. And it was just kind of that, that sudden, right. guess what, you've been promoted. Yeah. And we, we, could, we could see that he had a passion for it. Sure. You know. and, and what was that like, uh, those first, that first week or so, you know, dealing with that kind of volume and that kind of responsibility? Oh, it was great. I love it. I mean, the, my favorite part of the day is the last 20 minutes or so before we open because it's hectic and it makes it a lot more fun to me to be under the pressure and that's how it was the first first week or two like you said just getting to know it a little bit differently B- being the one in charge at that point was different than it was before so, so i know one of the unique things about training to work here and work the pits is you guys do things by feel there's no right. temperature thermometers probing how was that like how was that as an experience for you at least coming from not a barbecue background you didn't have that crutch of oh but I, this is how i've always done it right. so i guess that was a little bit easier of uh, you know to get used to but but how was it training people and how was it getting trained to yourself on on knowing like when a brisket is done by feel and not by a temperature well you know lots of times they used to before i was the head cook here um they used to stick a big fork in it um and kind of turn and see how it was if it was soft enough i guess and I, I just started wearing gloves and maybe sometimes two pairs of gloves and just feeling the briskets, for instance. And, I mean, it was a trial and error thing where, I mean, see, okay, well, this one wasn't wasn't quite soft enough. It was, needed to go a little bit longer. And it just takes time. And so was that is that how you'd still do it now? Or? Oh, absolutely. And that's, is that how everyone that works here is trained? It's right. just by feel? And that's, I mean, it's very unique. I mean, especially there's, all, there's so many barbecue bells and whistles now of, probes and electronic this right. and, and all that so it's still nice to know that it's done that way oh. you know, that instinctual way of everything is it's absolutely. a learning process yeah. and we're still learning after 20 years <laughs> if you're not it gets boring right. yeah if, if it was the same thing every day it would you know you'd right. be tired of it in six months always trying to improve and and speaking of instinctual you again you know we use mesquite you use a little mix of, of different seasoning of mesquite how does how does that work i mean you go out and just you know, there's moisture density and weight and all of that. I mean, you just right, by, by the, feel and by weight. the feel and look of it. I mean, like you say, lots of it. You have denser stuff and stuff that's lighter and a little mixture of each. And some is a year older, and some can be just a few months old, real fresh, real green, if you will. Do you think? I mean, and Kristen, maybe you you have something to chime in as far as. I mean, what's the benefit of an oiler over an offset? or some of the benefits of the offset over the oiler? Well, I think the oiler, you get a more consistent product. I think consistency 
you, you obviously because it's a rotisserie, sure. you don't have to rotate it. Sure. You get a little more. Right. You don't even. have to move it around to, on the bit. You don't have to. Right. right. And consistency is the hardest thing it. to achieve in barbecue. So right. It's absolutely. everything. Yeah. And and the oiler firebox tends to hold the heat a little bit better as well. I think you can cook a little longer. Spicewood, Texas, this this little town in you know west of Austin. Has it has it been? Your style of barbecue was it? Did it take a while for people to get used to your style of barbecue because it's a little different, maybe what they were used to? Uh, no, I don't think so. Did the town you know, just embrace it right away? And sure, you know, Cooper's is pretty close. They use mesquite wood. Um, I think they embraced it right away. And they were probably happy with the introduction of all the sides. I mean, like you said, you really were one you of the bet. pioneers of that movement in Texas that is all over the place now, and. We, we've talked about it for so long like it was such a cool thing to like, go and get a full meal at a barbecue joint and not just get some meat and maybe you'll get the potato salad that might have been out of the Cisco tub <laughs> and, yeah so it, sides have become rather important it, it, it's a treat yeah. uh, you know and it's it's one of the things that like I said o- Opie's is one of the first if not the first that we've been to that that provided that experience it's been a place that we've been to for how many years now Brian Probably five years yeah. now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, it, every time I come, it's great because it meets my expectations and exceeds them every time I come. I, you know, there's a lot of places where you go and you're anticipating that item or two items or three items, and yeah, you know, maybe it's not what it remembered last time, but the tater tot casserole, the butter beans, the brisket, the baby back ribs. <laughs> you know, I have to eat so much every time I come here. Yeah, it's, it's a good problem to have. Well, we, is a good we, we appreciate your love, guys. You, you tried Thank to get you. you tried to get them out to Houston for the longest time. Open a second location. I know. I tried to get them to Katy, and now there's places opening in Katy. You know? <laughs> Drag, dragging Seth by the arm. Come check this place out. I don't think I can get to the east side of 35. <laughs> I like it out west a little more. I think Personally. I think originally, or or a little bit earlier when I first interviewed you, you were you were aiming a little bit to get on the road and get out and maybe get to a big town. But I think small town life is totally grown on you absolutely and we have a ranch about 100 miles west of here so i I can't get too far away from that either yeah i see i see your photos with your son and and you know it's definitely it's a great thing to be able to do that and to bring your kid up in a small town versus big town traffic big town schools absolutely um, all of that and so it's it's one of the great things about opie's it is a little bit of a drive outside of austin but it's a great drive um my biggest problem is it there's, used to be an easy drive. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> it used yeah. To be. We won't even talk about that. I, I try not to talk about That's Austin traffic. That's a whole traffic. other podcast. Yeah, it, it is. Austin traffic is yeah. Well, I whatever. was born and raised here, and so, you know, coming out here used to be pleasant yeah. a drive, not just for visuals. But I mean, pleasant. once you get far enough outside of Austin, it is a really great drive, oh, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really great to get out to this direction. And Opie's Barbecue is a family operation through and through, obviously. We've got two of the family members here and and it's just that family atmosphere when you come in here as well and and it's just it's fun to see all the people and you can tell that everyone's having a good time everyone's enjoying the live music when that's going on and my daughter works here as well courtney yeah. Seth's wife she runs the kitchen and and she makes all this great sides and desserts yeah definitely it's a it's a it's a family endeavor and it's a great place to bring that there's plenty of seating here um, it can get busy at, at peak times but it's always moved very quickly which is nice it doesn't take an hour to get through the door yeah, lines are not cool in Spicewood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely see people pull in and they see just the door open outside, just a few people in line, and they get back in their car and leave. Well, yeah, because I mean, it moves very quickly here. Right. Um, you know, you're you're still slicing 
on demand, which is what everybody should be doing. Right. But um, you've got multiple people cutting, multiple people moving the line along very quickly. And yeah. hopefully at night when you have, uh, if you have OPs at night as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and the, the lazy river and all the other things that Brian has <laughs> dreams about. Well, there is a river not too far from here. So there you go. Close. You can go eat and then. We could deliver a barbecue down there to you. <laughs> there you go. See, I'll bring my boat, which I. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> the boat. Yeah. Brian, we, we did the count last week. Brian has 12 modes of transportation between motorcycles, cars, and boats. <laughs> I have a habit. Yeah, he has a lot of I hobbies. I have three barbecue pits hey, and growing, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another hobby. We're sitting here talking to the microphones and you know, taking up everyone's time. <laughs> well, we know he has a barbecue hobby. Oh, my God. Yeah, and a barbecue gut these days. Yeah, we'll fix that one day. No, probably not. No. It's just getting worse. It's getting worse. And, and it's all Opie's fault because they invented sides and desserts, and now, now we're eating fault. them I'll, everywhere. I'll take credit so for we, that. we blame you guys because before we could just eat like one piece of meat, and now we're eating full trays of food. So hey, we're thankful for you guys coming out, Absolutely. supporting everybody yeah. in the barbecue like yeah. you do. Yeah, we're thankful for what you guys do out here and, and the status that you've set, the food quality that you've set. And as long as you've set, like I said, you know, I think people should really remember, you know, since 1999, Opie's has been around. So you're not just the new kids on the block. Yeah, so next year will be 20 years of Opie's, which is, that's pretty pretty darn awesome. I mean, that's, you're one of the, you're, you're becoming one of the old school barbecue joints. We are, you know. we are almost an institution now, I guess. That's there awesome. You go. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on 19 years and counting. Well, thank you. We thank look forward you. to the and next 19 Maybe a big party plus. next year for our 20th awesome. anniversary. We'll be out here for that. So. Yeah. Lazy River. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Seth, thank you guys so guys, much. Guys, thanks for having us. Thanks Absolutely. so much. Thank get out guys. to Opie's. You're out on uh, Highway 71. Um, tell people how to get here. West of Austin, about 30 minutes bef- on 71 before you get to 281. And your hours are? 11 to 4, uh, Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 11 to 7, 11 to 5 on Sunday. There you go. Or until the meat sells out every go. day. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Good. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.